Lord's house tonight, amen? Amen, Amen. appreciate uh, another Wednesday night prayer meeting service and beautiful day of weather and a large number of young people. I don't know exactly how many we have, but we've got a crew, so amen. So pray for the teachers and the workers and the kids that somebody don't get shot, amen? Like I said, when it comes to that ministry, if we get everybody um, taken back to the same place we picked them up at, uh, physically the same as they were when they let, when when we picked them up, it's been a successful night. So uh, praise God. But we do appreciate you being here tonight and just trusting that the Lord will uh, give us a good uh, service this evening. Um, let's see, uh, da, da, da. what are we going to sing tonight? What do you want to sing, Pam? Um, 263. Wait a minute. Let me see if I'm reading right. 203. 203. Someday. I'm looking forward to a better day, aren't you? Amen. Page 203 in your red back hymnal, Someday. Let's all stand and let's praise the Lord tonight. Looking forward to uh, a better day. Don't believe it's going to be long. Let's lift it up now. My trials here on earth shall cease someday, someday. And I will have an ending peace someday, 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 someday. Sin set free. I'll live with Christ for a someday, someday. No more in darkness I will roam. Someday, someday, but rest eternal. Someday, someday, sing now. Someday, some happy day from sin, free. I'll live with Christ for a someday, someday. On the third now, those before me I shall praise God for that someday my loved ones will my spirit greet someday someday lift it up someday some happy day from sin set free I'll live with Christ for a someday, someday, and the last now, my loving, oh, that's what's going to be the best part, hallelujah, someday, someday, with Him in glory I shall be, someday. Someday, 
someday, some happy day from sin set free. I'll live with Christ for a someday, someday. Amen. Thank God. I like I like that. I like that fourth verse, my loving Savior, I shall be. That's going to make uh, heaven worth it all is just to see our uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's sing the old rugged cross tonight. This is uh, Passion Week as we've got, what's that? 305, page 305 as uh, we um, are commemorating the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Savior. Uh, looking forward to Resurrection Sunday. But I'm thankful that we have a Savior that loved us enough to die in our place on our behalf and for our sins. Amen. Aren't you thankful uh, that Jesus died for you tonight? Hallelujah. Let's sing it, sing it out tonight. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. The and shame and I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain so I'll cherish thee someday for a crown on the second now oh that old rugged cross so despised by the world as a wondrous attraction for me for the dear Yeah, man, thank God. To bear it to dark Calvary. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I someday for a crown on the third now in the old rugged cross stained with blood so divine a wonder 
thank God for that tonight. For twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross. Dick's it someday for a crown and the last to die to the old rugged cross I will ever be true it's shame and reproach gladly bear help us to do that tonight then he'll call someday to my home far away his glory forever I'll share so I'll cherish the cross rugged cross till my these at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Amen. Love that old song. If that ever gets old to you, amen, you need to uh, get right with the Lord, hallelujah, I'm thankful for the old rugged cross tonight, if you'll ever get, if you'll, if you'll ever get a hold of what Jesus did for you when he died in your place and for your sins, it'll change your life, amen, Bruce, was you trying to say something, brother? Wow. Amen. Well, that's a blessing. Something you, something you sang as a child that you've never forgotten. Amen. Praise God for that. So thank God for the cross. And uh, again, if we'll just uh, focus on what he did for us. Uh, when the Lord uh, bled and died for our sins, and again, I'm thankful he didn't stay dead, but he uh, rose again that third and glorious day, and, uh, but because of that, uh, we have the ability to rejoice in the power of the resurrection, amen, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ, that's the gospel. I'm thankful for the good news tonight, aren't you? In a world of bad news, and in a, in a, in a world where you just don't know what you're going to hear from day to day, I'm thankful that there's some good news that can never change. Nothing can, can undo or erase or eradicate uh, what happened when Jesus died 
for the sins of humanity. And I believe that if we were the only one, I believe he'd still done it just for us. Don't you? Amen. I'm thankful for that tonight. But we do appreciate your presence this evening. Amen. I'm uh, waiting on, uh, hopefully, maybe we'll get a, a tally before the service is over. Because I tell you, we've got a crew. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a large, large number of van kids. But we didn't have as many uh, church kids. But it seems like we've got a good mix of all the above tonight. So it is possible we could bust that 50 mark. So we'll see what uh, wouldn't that be great to do that uh, on the Wednesday night before uh, Resurrection Sunday? But we'll just see what God uh, has in mind. But um, amen. Just by way of announcements uh, this evening, uh, do remember the special uh, uh, services on Sunday. Again, sunrise service will be around 6.45 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning. So you come out and you, uh, I don't know if you've ever, if you've never been a part of a sunrise service, you need to be. Uh, it's just a wonderful thing, and, and uh, you know, just again, reminds us uh, uh, of uh, the resurrection of Jesus. Something as simple as the rising of the sun uh, reminds us of the resurrection of our Savior. I don't think that's an accident. I believe the Lord designed it that way. Uh, just another way for us never to forget uh, just the power of the resurrection. So we'll do that at 645 uh, in the morning, bright and early. Then we'll have regular Sunday morning services at 1030. And then that night, Sunday night, we'll have, um, we'll observe the Lord's Supper. We'll have communion service Sunday night. So please join us uh, for these events. Don't forget that our spring revival uh, is uh, just around, uh, uh, right around the corner. As um, uh, Brother Guy Roberts, uh, pastor of Concord Baptist Church in Pickens, South Carolina, will be preaching for us. Again, those services will be Monday, May the 2nd through Thursday, May the 5th, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. nightly. So we're excited about Brother Roberts being with us. It's been about three years since he's been here. So uh, uh, I'm excited about that. And I just, if you've never heard him preach, uh, you're in for a treat and in for a real blessing. So remember that. Also, we've got the, all, the Art Golf Tournament coming up. Tournament and sponsorship flyers are on the table at the back of the church. Uh, please help us spread the word about this important event. We need people to uh, get these flyers out in our community. And then uh, we're also looking for business advertisements. So if you know somebody that uh, likes to play golf, now notice I didn't say whether or not they're good at playing golf. Uh, just because you're, uh, hey, listen, you can like to play golf and not be good at golf. And sometimes I fall into that category just depending on what, uh, what day it is. But uh, Amen. We're just uh, trying, again, all the proceeds for this event are going to go to support the Ark uh, Ministries as God continues to greatly pour out his blessings upon that ministry here in our community. So uh, uh, get behind that and do what you can to get the word out about it. Uh, Miss Pam's got uh, a, a prayer list in the back for lost souls. So, again, a sheet of table at the back of the church. And this will list uh, lost relatives and friends that you would like to have covered in prayer. And um, again, we're going to make this an insert that will go right into the middle of our uh, weekly prayer bulletin. And uh, that way that people will be able to distinguish between requests for sicknesses and such. And then requests for, um, uh, especially for our loved ones. And uh, I'm telling you, time's running out. And we better get busy telling the lost about uh, the coming of the Savior. Amen? Jesus is coming soon. So remember remember this uh, prayer list, and we've got some other announcements on there too. 
Oh, goodness, by way of prayer request, uh, we had several from Sunday. And let's continue to remember the Pounders family. This is Kim Cannon's stepmother that passed away. They had those services on Sunday. Uh, continue to remember this family. Also, the Calvin Holt family. They had those funeral services over the weekend as well. So remember uh, this need, uh, the, these families grieving the loss of their loved ones. Continue to remember Miss Callie. Uh, it was Miss Callie, Linda, and the girls had to had to slip out Sunday night uh, due to Callie not feeling well. She's still struggling. First, I thought maybe Linda had been offended by something I was preaching, but I wasn't preaching, so no. Uh, amen. But you know what's interesting is how the Spirit just uh, opened up when Miss Linda left. Amen. No, I'm just kidding there. Praise God. We love her to death. Uh, yeah, you heard that, didn't you? Amen. Okay. All right. Well, that had no Oh, my goodness, I'm going to just leave it right there. But uh, look, in all seriousness, continue to remember Callie in prayer. She uh, still uh, not feeling well. It's good to have her here tonight as she is here. So continue to remember her. Also, Miss Joanne Knight, remember her. Um, has he, she had her procedure yet, Anthony? Okay, so remember Miss Joanne. Also, Miss Cheryl Filing was scheduled for a procedure tomorrow. A heart calf, but uh, something fell through with the insurance, so they're going to have to postpone that. Surprise, surprise, right? But uh, continue to remember Miss Cheryl as she's uh, she's uh, she. Uh, my understanding is this is a, a heart calf, so it's a very uh, significant procedure. So remember her in prayer, um, and we've got just a long. Let's see. It's good to have Miss Dolores back with us tonight. We miss Miss Dolores as she's been in Virginia. Uh, amen. Continue to remember her daughter Tiffany. Uh, in prayer. Uh, several other requests. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess it's good to have Jake back with us. Amen. Uh, amen. We love Jake and, and uh, missed him when he's not here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Elaine Justice. Continue to remember Sam Stillner. Sam's not been feeling well and remember him in prayer. Uh, William Thomas, Jr. Fox. Uh, remember Helen Laster as she is, she's been released from the hospital. She's back at home now. Remember her in prayer. Uh, Bethany Orr, uh, Bob Bear, amen, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think here, we've got some others, Miss Grace Babcock, Miss Grace is not feeling well, uh, remember her in prayer, and let me give you just a couple others here uh, from today, if I can find them, uh, yes, uh, pray for um, Pat Price's uncle, Boyce Whitaker, also his cousin Frank Whitaker, uh, and Bob is not feeling well either, so uh, these are just a few that we have. Tonight, and I'm sure you've got some that you'd like to add to the prayer list. Okay, remember uh, David Harrison's deacon named Kevin in prayer. Uh, various uh, health problems. Remember him. Somebody else tonight? Okay, 
Remember Cindy King in prayer. Somebody else this evening. Okay, praise God for that. Amen. Remember this special unspoken request that Anthony has. Also remember Miss Joanne as she's uh, uh, not feeling well. But any, any other unspoken requests this evening that we'd like to recognize tonight? Uh, amen. Lost loved ones, let's uh, pray for the lost. Appreciate the good service we had Sunday night. Just a very tender uh, spirit as we uh, considered... Um, uh, the tenderness of our own hearts towards our loved ones, and that was just a very, very special service. And appreciate what God did there, friends. If if we don't get a burden now, um, when will we? That's the question. We've got to be burdened over our loved ones. Any other requests tonight? Yeah, go ahead, sis. Amen. 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 Good to see our sister back. As uh, it had been a while, and I knew she was going out of state. I just didn't know she was going to stay gone this long. But uh, amen. I figured we'd see you again before it was all said and done. But we're glad you're back. Remember her and uh, that God would provide uh, a place for her to stay. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Dolores. Amen. 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 That's good. That's wonderful. Amen. Amen. It's it's becoming harder and harder to get people to come to church, but uh, some people, whether it just be out of conscience or you know, just checking the box or whatever, they will come to church uh, on Resurrection Sunday, maybe when they want it any other time, and praise the Lord for that, amen, and uh, get, them in, get them in under the sound of the gospel, and just pray that, um, pray that God would get a hold of their hearts, and not just here, but at other churches as well, and I've, you've heard me say it many times, we ought to rejoice just as much for somebody getting saved at another church as those who get saved here. Amen. So, praise. Amen. That's right. Amen. Praise God. This could be, uh, of course, we don't know. The Lord could come back before Sunday. But this could be the last uh, resurrection Sunday before the rapture. Amen. And if you don't think that's a strong possibility, <laughs> you need to get your head out of the sand. Praise God. COVID. Is that right? Uh, 
another terrible situation going o- going on in Shanghai, China, and um, uh, again, just a humanitarian crisis there, along with what's going on in Ukraine. We don't need to forget our brothers and sisters in Christ on the other side of the world. So uh, remember these needs. Also, uh, my great aunt, I guess that'd be right, Winifred Shipley. And Miss Winifred's a dear lady, but she uh, fell and she's uh, currently uh, in the nursing home. So remember her in prayer. Also, the, the uh, Carl Seaver family. Um, again, longtime friends of our family that uh, passed away. So remember this need. Any others tonight? You know, we've got people, that's the, the amazing thing about the gospel. It's not, um, it's not hindered geographically. We've got brothers and sisters in Christ uh, in all four corners of the world, amen, if there is such a thing. I guess there's more than four co- corners, but uh, I guess that'd be the case if the world was flat, like some, some uh, are just sure of. But uh, bottom line, there's Christian folk everywhere. And we need to remember them in prayer because many of them are not as blessed as we are. Any other prayer requests this evening? Say, John. God does. (laughs) Amen. Any other prayer request? Praise God. Amen. If you didn't hear that, the Allen family, dear friends of ours, have uh, had open doors to... uh, did you say sing? Okay, had services in a couple of different high schools in Virginia, and uh, in doing so, God's given them an opportunity to share the gospel, and they've had um, around 100 professions of faith in two days. So, well, you don't hear that very, very often, do you? you go ahead, sis. The Martin family. Amen. Appreciate this. Any other prayer requests tonight? Amen. Uh, Brother D.R. Harrison will be starting a tent revival in Murphy, North Carolina uh, next week. So uh, remember this this upcoming meeting. Any other prayer needs? All right, we'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please.
ask you to remember me in prayer this evening. Sure did miss Brother Jake on Sunday. You can leave us some prayer, brother. Amen. We'll uh, take up our building fund offering. I appreciate Jake remembering that. I'd have forgot. Uh, amen. So you give to this. We do this every Wednesday night. Once a week offering, and it goes to support our building fund. Brother Lyle, you lead us in prayer, sir. I'm having a problem with that. Uh, I'm trying to have a little time to talk about this. 
was wir kaufen, How many of you are thankful that you've been lifted up by the strong arm of God's uh, amazing and marvelous love tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. We love Him uh, because He first loved us. And the greatest uh, love, that's the greatest expression or demonstration of love that's ever been made is when God commendeth His love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you want to know the true meaning and the true definition of love, that's it. How a holy God, or why a holy God would die for unholy sinners. You could ever answer that question, figure that out. Amen. You'd make a, you'd make a, a living real quick, hallelujah. But nobody's ever tried to, been able to, nobody's ever been able to figure it out. And I don't believe anybody ever will. But I may not understand why or explain how he did it. I'm just thankful that he loves me tonight, aren't you? Amen. Are you glad he loves you? Jesus loves us tonight. Amen. All right. Uh, turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah 16. Jeremiah chapter number 16 this evening as we continue um, through our study of this book. And uh, for those of you who think, well, we're getting bogged down here a little bit. We're getting ready. Uh, chapter 17 a little bit, but especially chapter number 18 as we get into the parable of the potter and the clay. Get into some really classic... Uh, material in the book of Jeremiah. We're trying not to make it boring for you, trying to teach you and help you to learn. Is again, I just uh, am of the opinion that that as we go through the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, I believe it's the best way to uh, learn the truths of the Scripture, uh, building principle on principle and precept on precept. But Jeremiah chapter number 16, if you found your place, say amen. Let's read these verses tonight. Verse number one, uh, let's read the entire chapter. I know that may seem lengthy, but uh, I believe that God's Word will preach itself if you'll just read it. Amen. So uh, the Bible says, chapter number 16, verse 1, The Word of the Lord came also unto me, saying, Thou shalt not take thee a wife, neither shalt thou have sons or daughters in this place. For thus saith the Lord concerning the sons and concerning the daughters that are born in this place, and concerning their mothers that bear them, and concerning their fathers that begat them in this land, they shall die of grievous deaths. They shall not be lamented. 
neither shall they be buried, but they shall be as dung upon the face of the earth, and they shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine, and their carcasses shall be meat for the fowls of heaven and for the beasts of the earth. For thus saith the Lord, Enter not into the house of mourning, neither go to lament nor bemoan them, for I have taken away my peace from this people, saith the Lord, even loving kindness and mercies. You know it's bad when the Lord takes away His loving kindness and His tender mercies. Amen? Uh, that's the truth. Both the great and the small shall die in this land. They shall not be buried. Neither shall men lament for them, nor cut themselves, nor make themselves bald for them. Neither shall men tear themselves for them in mourning to comfort them for the dead. Neither shall men give them the cup of consolation to drink for their father or for their mother. Thou shalt not also go into the house of feasting to sit with them to eat and to drink. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will cause to cease out of this place in your eyes and in your days the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of bridegroom, the voice of the bride, and it shall come to pass when thou shalt show this people all these words, and they shall say unto thee, Wherefore hath the Lord pronounced all this great evil against us? Or what is our iniquity? Or what is our sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? Then shalt thou say unto them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, saith the Lord, and have walked after other gods, and have served them, and have worshipped them, and have forsaken me, and have not kept my law, and ye have done worse than your fathers. What an indictment. For behold, ye walk every one after the imagination of his evil heart, that they may not hearken unto me. Therefore will I cast you out of this land into a land that ye know not, neither ye nor your fathers. And there shall ye serve other gods day and night, where I will not show you favor. Uh, God help. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be said. The Lord liveth and brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth and brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands whither he had driven them. And I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Behold, I will send for many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after I will send... For many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. For mine eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from my eyes. And first I will recompense their iniquity and their sin double. Uh, because they have defiled my land, they have filled mine inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable things, O Lord. My strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. Shall a man make gods unto himself, and there are no gods? Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know, and I will cause them to know mine hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is the Lord. I, I'll say this, I don't, want it to take, I don't want it to take the Lord's judgment for me to know that the Lord, He's God. Amen. I, you know, again, God will do whatever He has to do to get our attention. But I want to know that the Lord is God during the good times. Uh, amen. Uh, not just in the bad times. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the privilege we have to gather here together tonight. Lord, bless us, Lord, as we just share a few truths from thy word. 
God, you've promised your word will get the job done. It'll never return void. Uh, but God, Lord, uh, I'm thankful that your word is not bound. There's nothing the devil can do to stop it. He's tried his best since it was first authored up and, 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 and breathed out and inspired and, and, and handed down by the prophets of old. But yet he's not stomped it out yet and he's never going to be able to do so. Lord, have your will in your way tonight. Give me strength that I need physically and mentally and spiritually to preach, thus saith the Lord. We're going to praise you for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Are you still awake tonight? Just making sure. Praise God. If I fall asleep while I'm preaching, Mike, you take over. All right? How will we be remembered? And we take our text from verse number 15 um, uh, that, um, excuse me, verse 14. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be said, the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord liveth that brought up the children from the land of the north. So again, the question, and I believe the theme of the chapter, is how will we be remembered? And isn't that an important question? We're talking about our legacy. And, uh, you know, as it's as it said so many times, uh, we may think we're important while we're alive, but it won't. Uh, take very long after we're dead to, to where people forget about us, amen. Um, but, you know, our legacy and, and the way that we are remembered, that should be something that is important to us. I don't know about you, but after I'm dead and gone, you know, whether it be the people I've pastored, whether it be uh, people I've preached to, especially my family, my wife, my children, my grandchildren, uh, I, I, want to, I want them to remember me for the good that I've done, amen, rather than for the bad. And uh, again, Jeremiah talks about that uh, at the end of that, this chapter. But before we do, uh, before we consider those verses, let's look at a couple other things. Again, we said that, that this chapter was written probably no more than 10 years before the Babylonian captivity occurred. Judah was right on the verge of being carried away to Babylon. And it may have even been shorter than 10 years, but I'm telling you, judgment was right on the horizon. And this is a very unusual chapter because of the stipulations that God put uh, upon the life of the man of God, Jeremiah. Jeremiah had a hard enough life as it was, amen? But um, God said, Jeremiah, you're not to, you're not to marry, uh, amen? You're not to have any children, you're not to attend any funerals. In other words, you're not even allowed to mourn the death of those people you love. And you're not even able to attend a wedding feast celebrating uh, the, the union of life. Uh, and all of these things were very, uh, very important. Even maybe more important in Jeremiah's day than they are in our day. Uh, obviously, marriage and, and, and the bearing of children and and funerals and weddings, these are fundamental and these are things that, that we never forget about our lives. But more important for the Jews, and, and again it was a curse for the Jewish people if they were not married, the Jewish men, if they were not married by the time they were 20 years old. It was a curse. And obviously the, continue, the continuation of the lineage through uh, you know the bearing of a, of a male child to make sure that the man's name continued from one generation to another generation. 
This was just very, very preeminent in the minds of those people. But these are things that were forbidden to Jeremiah. Why? Because God wanted to use him to set an example. And, and, and again, to, as a visual illustration, Jeremiah, there's no reason for you to have a wife. There's no reason for you to have children because if you did so, you're just going to watch them suffer. And they're going to, again, as the Bible says here at the very first part of the chapter, verse number 4, they shall die of grievous deaths. So again, things were very, uh, were very uh, serious at this time. And we studied that, these first few verses, and God you know, just used all of, it, all of that to launch me into uh, the message I preached Sunday morning about our children bearing the curse and the consequences of our sin the reality of the generational curse as it is described to us in the Word of God. So these are unpleasant truths. But I want us to, to pick up tonight around verse number 10. Verse number 10, and we'll try to uh, at, at least get down through verse 14 and 15 this evening. But uh, verse number 10 uh, of our text, uh, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass that when thou shalt show this people all these words, and they shall say unto thee, Wherefore hath the Lord pronounced all this great evil against us? Or what is it? Or what is our iniquity? Or what is our sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? And isn't it ironic that as wicked of a state as the nation was in and as bad a shape as the people were, they were still questioning the nature of their sin? They still did not know or, or, or understand the fact that the reason all of these bad things uh, had happened to them and were happening to them, uh, it, was, it was nothing short of divine judgment by God. Uh, that's hard for me, especially if you understand the setting and again, just how, how bad things were in Jeremiah's day. But, but, but again, that reminds me so much of where we're at today. The, 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 the fact that so many people and so many Christians and so many even men of God refuse to even recognize the possibility that the things we've been experiencing here in America over the last several years, whether it be the COVID pandemic and, and now we're entering into the, uh, the, the inflation and gas price, you know, we won't, even, we won't even acknowledge the possibility that this could be divine judgment. You know, uh, one thing about it, you'll never fix the problem until you acknowledge there is a problem. Amen? And for whatever reason, God's people, and I'm not talking about the worldly crowd, because you know as well as I do that the solution's not found in the world, it's found in the people of God. We're the answer for, uh, for a remedy. If there's going to be a solution, it's not going to be because of the actions and the behavior of the lost people. They're just doing what they've always done. Amen? Sinners commit sin. Uh, it should never surprise us at just how wicked and depraved. So again, the behavior of the lost people shouldn't surprise us. What concerns me in our day is the fact that the people of God, from the pulpit to the pew, we still will not acknowledge the reality of our sin and the possibility that the things that should be raising, uh, causing a siren to go off in our minds, that this could possibly be a form of divine judgment. 
We won't even acknowledge it. Amen? Uh, and, and this this all ties in, and y'all don't y'all, y'all cannot get me bogged down here tonight. It doesn't take me long to get bogged down, does it? Don't say a word, Mike. <laughs> but uh, this ties right along with what we talked about Sunday with David and the fact. What was the one thing that spared David's life? The fact that he was willing to own his sin. You know, David's sin was grievous. But yet, when God saw him in his sin, the one thing that caused the Lord to be merciful and gracious in light of David's sin is the fact that David owned his sin and his heart was broken because of it. One thing about it, your heart will never be broken of your sin until you admit it. <laughs> Amen? Uh, and, 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 and again, I'm talking about how how much of a tendency we as Christians have. And again, what we experienced here Sunday night was a very positive thing. I sensed uh, uh, an attitude of brokenness. I, I sensed an attitude of sobriety and seriousness. Uh, it was just a sweet spirit. It was a good spirit here Sunday. But you know, we need more of that. Uh, again, and don't get me wrong, I know life's hard, and so sometimes I try to tell a little funny or... Uh, amen, just, I, I mean, if we don't have a little bit of fun, if we don't smile and uh, cut up a little bit, we'll go crazy. But, uh, this is a serious day you, are, you and I are living in. And the future of our lives, the future of our church, the future of our families, the future of our nation, may very well depend upon whether or not you and I are willing to acknowledge the reality of our sin. Uh, even just... Right on the verge of judgment falling. There were signs all around them. But yet still God's people, their reaction and their response was, what are you talking about? What, did we, what have we done? I mean, would you tell us why these things are happening to us? Amen. Kind of reminds me of what we talked about Sunday morning about Job. Job maintained his own integrity. Uh, amen. He vindicated him. He tried to justify himself and, and said, I am righteous. No, we're not. Uh, after Job saw the vision of the Lord, he said, I am vile. I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. You know, that's when we know that we're truly on the verge of real revival and repentance. When we begin to view ourselves in the same light that God sees us. Amen. Praise God. All right. There's a rejection. Verse number 11. Then shalt thou say unto them, Because your fathers hath forsaken me, saith the Lord. And this goes back to another thing that we've been talking about, and that is God will never forsake us until we first forsake Him. God will never reject a nation. God will never reject a person until that person first rejects Him. But sad to say, most people are rejecting the Lord. Amen. And, and, and the, again, if you want to know why things are where they're at in our world today, it's because a long time ago America as a whole made the decision to forsake the Lord their God. Substitution. 11. And have walked after other gods and have served them and have worshipped them. You say, preacher, what is the evidence of a society that has forsaken God? The presence of idols and false gods. 
graven images. Now you say, I, I don't have any of those. I don't have some little golden guy that you rub his belly in my house. No. But is there anything in your life that's more important to you than God? Than Jesus Christ? If so, that's an idol. An idol can be anything. An idol can be a possession. An idol can be an activity, a hobby. An idol can even be a, a, a person. An idol can be something that is inherently good. And we justify our idolatry because whatever it is we're worshiping uh, is inherently good. Well, but the devil wants to take something good and make it bad because, uh, amen, he elevates it. He causes you to elevate it to a status that is uh, not just equal but higher than the Lord is in your life. You know the problem in America? We got way too many idols. And our idolatry is evidence of the fact that we, uh, as a culture, an American culture, have forsaken the Lord our God. Man, I didn't intend for it to get this bad tonight. A rebellion have forsaken me and not kept my laws. Let's move on. A deterioration. And ye have done worse than your fathers. You know what? That, that, that is an indication that uh, in other words, in Judah, culture wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. Did you, did you know in our day that there, there are some Christians that would tell you that we're, that we're headed in a positive direction? And I know we are. I, I know for the Christian, one way or another, I'm going up, right? But I'm talking about the world is concerned. This world is not getting better. And there is a doctrine out there, there is a false doctrine which would tell you that, amen, we're going to continue to reach people for Jesus and we're, good's going to overcome evil, evil until, uh, amen, uh, you know, through our witness that uh, the kingdom of Christ is going to overcome. No, that's not what, what's going to happen. We're headed uh, to an ultimate uh, calamity, a catastrophe known as the Great Tribulation, amen. The rapture is going to take place, and you think you've seen bad uh, so far. You ain't seen nothing yet, honey. And then uh, tribulation and great tribulation is going to, going, to, uh, uh, going to break out on this world. And if it weren't for the intervention of Jesus as He returns, uh, amen, and puts the Antichrist, slays the Antichrist, throws the devil into the bottomless pit where he's going to be bound for a thousand years, if it weren't for that, all mankind will destroy himself. You know, it's a scary thing what, what man is capable of doing without God. It, it, you know, uh, and we're going to see this in ne the next chapter, Jeremiah chapter 17. It says that the heart of man is desperately wicked, deceitful above all things, and who can know it? Ma Humanity, mankind without God is, is terrifying. When God abandons man and gives man up and let man go his own way, it's still yet to be seen the depths of man's depravity. You know why what's, what's happening in Shanghai and what's happening in Ukraine, it's, it, that's a godless society. Any culture without God is chaos. We're getting close to it in our, in our society here in America, are we not? <laughs> Imagination. You know, I don't want it to be said about my life before I get here that I have done worse than my fathers. 
You think about that tonight. Man, I mean, many of us got a rich heritage, don't we? <laughs> Could you say right now, and I mean, if your life were to end, spiritually speaking, you've, been, you've done better in your father's generation? Some can. Some can. But, uh, and again, I ain't bragging or boasting. I'm going to be held responsible for this. When I think about my granddaddy's generation and the influence they had and the impact they made, and then I think, my, think of myself where I'm at today, i got a long way to go to say that I've done better than my granddaddy's generation. Amen? i got a long way to go to say I've done better than this man's generation. We're heading in the wrong direction tonight rather than the one God would have us. There's an imagination. Verse number 12. For behold, ye walk everyone after the imagination of his evil heart that they may not hearken unto me. Now this word imagination is something that's used throughout the word of God. Paul uses it in the New Testament in his writing, the book of Romans. We're going to see it. A vain imagination. You say, what is that? That's an idea or a philosophy that's contrary to God. That's, that's some foolish idea that man makes up uh, as a substitute for, for God's truth so man can go his way rather than to capitulate and go God's way. And, and it is just an inherent, uh, an inherent part of man. Ever since the fall of man... One of man's most natural, one of the most natural attributes and tendency of our old Adamic flesh is to con contrive some of vain imagination in our minds to go a different, as an excuse and a reason to go a different way other than the way God's laid out for us. You say you got an example, evolution. That's an imagination. It takes a blatant idiot to believe uh, that this world came into existence without a creator. I mean, a fool, only a fool could believe that, that what we, this world you and I live in just happened. I'm convinced most of them don't really believe it. And if they don't now, they're going to one day. Um, and, and I can't, but homosexuality, transgenderism, that, that is a vain imagination. Uh, again, that is, a, that is an evidence of a depraved society that has abandoned God to come up with our own ideas, saying that we can teach kindergartners that it's okay for them to uh, have some, uh, uh, a, a, some kind of uh, surgery to change their identity. That's evil. That's wicked. It's demonic. It's, of, it's out of the pits of hell. It's what man does to try to find an excuse to go his way and to do that which is right in his eyes rather than according to God's word. I want to remind you when we stand before God one day, we're going to be without excuse. Amen. God help. Eradication, verse 13, Therefore will I cast you out of this land into a land that you know not, neither ye nor your fathers. God was kicking them out. We, see, we saw this same attitude in the previous chapter when God basically said, get them out of my sight. They make me sick. I don't even want to look at them. Ouch. An affliction, verse 13, And there shall ye serve other gods day and night. But boy, you think about this statement. 
the last statement of verse 13, where I will not show you favor. You know the only reason you're where you're, you're at tonight? Do you know why? And you know what they call it? They call it privilege. Of course, they base it on race, racial privilege. No, I do believe in national privilege. I believe that anybody that lives within the, the, within the, 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 the confinements and the borders of this nation is privileged. But I ain't apologizing for it. You know why we're privileged to be an American? It's because you were amongst the, the great minority of human beings that have ever walked the face of this earth that were blessed to be born in under the favor of God. Do you know why, you're, why you have what you have tonight? Do you know why that you have the methods of trying to praise God to young people's up here? I can preach at them for 30 minutes now. Amen. Uh, do you know why you have multiple vehicles parked outside uh, your driveway, why you, lit, why, you, why you enjoy the blessings of central heat and air and indoor plumbing and uh, you've got a refrigerator to keep your food cold and a microwave to warm it up in 30 seconds? Do you know why you've got a wardrobe full of clothes, even though many of us, they don't fit us? Hallelujah. <laughs> you know why? Because, and you don't even realize it, and I don't even know that, that I didn't do nothing. Again, it goes back to another thing that Jeremiah, what we talked about a couple weeks ago, and that is our forefathers are the ones that paid the price. We didn't pay the price to enjoy the land we live in. We don't even recognize it. We don't even understand that because of the actions and the service and the sacrifice of others, we are fortunate enough to live in under the favor of God. That's why for 300 years we've never experienced Ever since the, we kicked the British out in 1812, we don't know what it is to have our enemy on our national soil. Why? Because God's put a hedge up to protect us and to shield us and to shelter us. Why? Because we made it our motto to be one nation under God. But when we decided to abandon God, slowly the hedge has been removed and I'm afraid that we're very close to knowing what it is to live without God's favor. Amen. All right, 14 and 15 and we're done. Recollection, therefore behold the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no, me, no more be said... The Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands whither he had driven them. All right, so what we're getting ready to see through the remainder of chapter number, what chapter are we in, 16? We're getting ready to see a transition that is bad as it is. I mean, it was really bad. They were just a few years, I mean, it, you know, don't, God's advice was don't have kids, don't get married, don't, you, you know, don't go to the funeral home, it's, don't have wedding feasts. That's when you know it's getting really bad, right? 
But he's saying there's going to come a time where in spite of this captivity, this judgment, I'm still going to redeem you. I'm still going to bring you out of a land of bondage just like I did. But here's my question, and here's the application. I end with this tonight. What are we going to be remembered for? What is America going to be remembered for? You know, I'm talking about historically speaking, globally, over the last 300 years, America, if, if our history were to end today, America would be remembered as being one of the great torchbearers that has ever existed. A nation that has had more influence, whether you want to say te te technologically, uh, if it weren't for America, most people would, most nations would still be third world countries. So how dare our political leaders go overseas and po apologize for America? But I, I'm just saying, maybe not in the eyes of the liberals, because they ain't got no sense. But I, I'm saying in the eyes of other nations, they may not like us, but they've got to admit that globally speaking, America has ever since its inception had a positive influence in the world. Religiously speaking, spiritually speaking, all the missionaries that's been sent to foreign lands all through America. You know, America, even, even, in, even uh, on the other side of the world, is known as the land of the free and the home of the brave. You know why? People are so desperate to get into our borders, whether it be illegally or illegally, legally or illegally. It's because America has been and still is the best thing going. So if it were all if it were to all end tonight, America would be remembered in a positive light. In a very positive light. But I'm just saying what very well could lay just beyond the horizon, could it be that America will eventually be remembered for her great downfall and her great demise? Uh, could, could it be that nobody will able, be able to even see the 300 years of prosperity? Because people will look at my generation and your generation and they'll say, they're the ones that blew it. They didn't know what they had. <laughs> they didn't understand the favor and the, the divine blessing that rested upon them. And more so than all the good 300 years, uh, 300 years of unparalleled blessing. You, you name me another nation, and I, I mean even Israel, that's been blessed more so than we have been. But could, could it be that when it's all said and done, they won't remember us for the 300 years of blessing? They're going to remember us for our sudden and tragic downfall. And I'm afraid that if God's people don't own, if we don't own our sin and we don't, you know, again, uh, if we don't take account for where we're at and for our own hard-heartedness and carelessness and unconcern, what have we done? <laughs> I mean, Lord, why would this? I mean, why would God be judging us? Really? 
Could it be that when it's all said and done, America will be remembered for her demise? When she ought to be remembered. For all the glory that God used to bring to his high and holy name. Let's all stand tonight. We'll be dismissed. Father, the truth is, when I started this study, I had no idea what I was getting into. Because, Lord, it's very sobering. It's very serious. And, Lord, all I am, I'm just a small-town pastor, pastoring in a church that most people don't even know exists. So, Lord, I can't fix the planet. God, i got to start by fixing my own life, making sure that my heart's where it needs to be. Well, Lord, all I know to say is that we as a a church family here at United, we will be responsible for what we've heard. And for some reason, God, you led me into this study of this, this book that is strikingly similar to the day that we're living in. So, God, I pray that while we still have time, that we'll make sure that we do our part. And Lord, Father, it's amazing what a few can do. Lord, we're looking for the crowd. We're looking for the multitudes. We're looking for the majority. But God, you have proven time and time again you can take a minority with your favor and with your power and use it to change the world. Dear Father, I ask that you do that is my prayer. Lord, I pray that we would go away from this place tonight and prepare ourselves for this upcoming Sunday. What a... What a unique opportunity it will be. No doubt there will be lost people here Sunday morning. And I pray that from the very moment we walk through the door, the presence of God will be here. The Spirit of God will be real. The Word of God will be proclaimed. And I pray that souls will be birthed into your family on Resurrection Sunday here at United Baptist Church. We're going to praise you ahead of time for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed.